I come to the podcast today, Zach, a broken man. Physically broken. Uh, what did you do? Did you, did you have a skiing accident or something? How physically broken is this physically broken? Is it like, is it metaphorically physically broken or did you actually break a bone? I, I don't think, I, I, I don't, I, you can't be metaphorically physically broken. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? Once you answer the question. No, 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 Zach, that's ridiculous that you could even think that someone could uh, could start a story where they're metaphorically, physically broken. That's absurd. <sighs> okay, okay, so what did you break? Okay, so nothing is broken. Okay, right off the bat, I want to make a correction. Cook with pea milk. Cooking with pea milk is better. I don't remember what I said last episode, but it was not that you should cook with pea milk. I'm pretty sure you said rice milk. Yeah, that's very wrong. Cook with pea milk. It it tastes good. It has good texture. It's it's good all around. Most people aren't allergic to peas, I think. <laughs> Probably. So do that. Okay. And see, I would have been able to just say that on Twitter. But by the time that I realized that I had made that mistake, I was was not near my computer. And as we all know now, I can't access Twitter from my phone. Mm. So you just didn't do anything and left the listeners to be cooking with your disgusting rice milk. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. You probably went out and bought pounds and pounds of rice milk so that you could cook with it um, at my recommendation. And I deeply apologize. Gotta wait two whole weeks to find <laughs> out. <laughs> but speaking of Twitter, I it's going well, actually. I went on spring break since I I'd blocked the Twitter from my phone. Um, and I think it was vastly improved because I wasn't on Twitter as much. So that's, that's cool. That is cool. I've only really been on Twitter once since I blocked it just on my computer. I'd scrolled through one day because I just could not, could not make my brain do anything else. The parent mode thing is still annoying. It constantly wants to know my location. And there doesn't seem to be a way to turn that off. And also it won't let me install Toggle. Or like it will, but I need to log into the parent account and do that thing. And then and it's, it's just a whole... Wait, time tracking? What's this time tracking? Well, it's not happening because I can't install Toggle. <laughs> yeah, but why did it want to happen in the first place? Because when I get extra stressed and feel like I have a lot of things weighing down on me, my first instinct is that I need to change the system that I use to get things done. Mm. So since I was not actually doing break during spring break and was instead doing this trip, I have a whole bunch of stuff that needs to get done. And I've just kind of been like treading water, but it's been been rough. So I was going to get toggle so I could clearly toggle is going to be the thing that makes me get a lot better at keeping track of my time. And so if I am using toggle, then I can see what I do in a day and like how much and also, arguably, like, I've got a really big list of stuff to do, and so even if that list doesn't get done, saying, okay, I legitimately spent seven hours today on physics homework, maybe it's time to think about something else, uh, would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, quick question, why'd you choose Toggle? I already have an account with them, and I don't know what the other options are. Okay, because I think Toggle is only good if you can use Siri shortcuts. Okay. That, that's what... Uh, that's what I've been told by Cortex. So then what are my other options? I have no idea, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't think there are any. All right. Well, apparently, the rumor is, I heard it through the grapevine, that Toggle is coming out with a new app that will make it not awful. Which grapevine did you hear this from? Um, Pretty sure, uh, like, one of the last 10 Cortex episodes, or Connected, or Upgrade. It was Cortex. It was Cortex, but it was a long time ago, and he said that it would be happening kind of soon. So, I don't know. Mike doesn't work for Toggle, so it's like, it's not really fair to hold him accountable for that. (laughs) All that I really need is for the Omni Group to come out with a time tracking app. Yeah, there you go. Because then you could connect it to your projects and your your tasks and stuff. I would pay so much money for that. They probably would only charge you about 50, but... That would be very much worth it to me. Yeah. Because I time track a lot, and... I would like to say, like, right now I just have it tracking by project, but, like, tracking by task would be kind of cool. What, actually, I feel like we haven't talked about this in a while. How do you use time tracking? I have a bunch of Siri shortcuts on my home screen. Once the time has been tracked, how do you use it? Oh, I ignore it, mostly. But on occasion, for example, yesterday, I wanted to see how much time I spent on school. Okay. And... The answer to that is six hours and 17 minutes. Okay. At the end of the day, yesterday, I felt completely drained. It was like 10 o'clock at night, and I was just so drained. I just wanted to go to sleep. And I'm, I'm not tracking classes as school. I'm only tracking work I'm doing outside of class. Okay. So it's, it's mostly useful as a way to say to yourself, okay, yeah, I have a valid reason to be completely exhausted because like homework is not, homework for six hours straight mm-hmm. is an intense thing. It's a, it's a, it takes a lot of mental resources to do homework for six hours because right. it's not like nothing, there's nothing passive about it. It's active the entire time. You have to think and you have to um, be attentive. Mm-hmm. unlike lecture where you can just kind of absorb information. And so that's like for you, definitely, um, I think this is something we talked about a while ago, that time tracking homework means definitely homework and not like, oh, it was 20 minutes of homework and then I got up and I needed to get a cup of water. And Yeah, yeah. I, the Siri shortcuts on my fancy phone are fast enough that I am comfortable. Like if, I need, if I'm going to the bathroom, I stop it. Okay. So it was like actually six hours of thinking and doing work. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and it wasn't like that was the only thing I did yesterday. It was just the main thing. That was the thing that yeah. I tracked. Uh, I'm not tracking anything that I don't have a to-do list for, an OmniFocus okay. project for. That, that was my criteria. That makes sense. Because I used to track like sleep and I used to track um, like commuting times. Mm-hmm. But I found that that wasn't useful because those things are not going to change very much. Yeah. Like, do I really care how much time I spent at the grocery store? Eh, Not really. I think it might be interesting, like, if I started time tracking, I might start doing that just because I do, like, I am conscious of it takes me time to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And so seeing if there's a way that I can say, okay, if I go right at noon 
and my brain is still alive and I just had food, then I can speed through the grocery store. But a lot of times I'll go to the grocery store because I need to get food to make food. So I'm hungry and I'm in the grocery store. My brain is not operating at full capacity and I end up buying more too because I'm... It might be interesting, but is it useful? That's the thing. Because I don't know if you really need to optimize your grocery store time. Can you just have a nice experience in the grocery store? I mean, if you want to track it by budget, that's that's cool. Like that makes mm-hmm. sense because you're if you're buying food that you don't need, or uh, if you're impulse buying too much by your standards, mm-hmm. that's something to track. But the amount of time you just spend in there is not necessarily going to help you feel accomplished. Like you, like we were saying before, it's the what we use our. That's what you were saying you would want to use your time tracking for, and that's basically what I use my time tracking for. Yeah. Is to give my brain a little, like, yay, you actually, you have a reason to feel exhausted, and not just Mm -hmm. because while school, because, I don't know, school in my head is not something that is, my mental model of it is not. It didn't get updated to to the college level of hardness. (laughs) Yeah, so I. still like, oh, I just kind of go to school, and then I come home, and I do an hour or two of homework, and then I fart around on the computer and then I'd sleep. Yeah. But if I look at my calendar compared to my, and compared to my time tracking, I can see like, uh, oh, I wonder, I wonder why I haven't been like super good about my hobbies. Like, why haven't I had much time for my hobbies mm-hmm. recently? And I can look and say, well, last week I ended up like the time I spent at home mm-hmm. not doing homework and whatever other commitments I have which are mostly in the calendar and mostly time-tracked, mm-hmm. I can look at that and say, okay, well, I had about like three hours of free time this week, so don't yeah. feel bad that you didn't work on your hobbies. Yeah. When, you know, brains are terrible, terrible, terrible at estimating how much time they had. Yeah. I'm not saying Toggle is the best use, is the best time tracker, but it does have a nice API. So it works really well with Siri shortcuts, which is just what I want. Mm-hmm. I have a little school button, and I have a worrying bugs button, and I have a big stop button. Right, but for me to make that work, I would need to make an, a project. It's like your problem, where you need to make a project to sort through all your projects. <laughs> or what What was it? You needed to make a... It was a task that was too long about cleaning up your projects. And so you had to make a project about, oh, your project prioritization algorithm. Yeah, that's what it was. So this is kind of the same thing, where I'm feeling like I don't have enough time to do stuff, so the solution is not to add creating my own Android widgets, because there's nothing good on the market right now Mm -hmm. to interact with Toggle. So the fact that it has a great API is not that important to me. While looking at my Toggle report for the last month, Mm -hmm. I got very confused because it's like, 30 to 40 hours less than I usually do per month. Yeah. And that was concerning. Like, oh, wow, have I not been working as much? And then I realized one of the weeks this month was spring break. Yeah. And I hurt my arm. Is your, is your arm going to be okay? It'll be all right. Okay. Glad to hear it. Yeah. So there was a skiing accident. I was in Wyoming. Did you have a skiing accident or something? I did have a skiing accident or something. It's not a metaphorical skiing accident? Nope. It's a real one. Okay. I was... A lot of things were going on. And let me just explain the the circumstances. Really quick. Can I just tell the story as it happened from my end, the way that I experienced it? 
<laughs> sure. Um, so one day, I don't remember if it was in the big group chat or just a chat between Sirtis and I, Sirtis told me that he, he enjoyed skiing because it meant that he could take risks. Whereas in a lot of places in his life, he felt like he couldn't take risks, but he felt like with skiing, at least they were kind of calculated risks and he could stay on top of them. One day later, Sirtis texts to the big group chat a picture of him with his arm in a sling. I tend during ski vacations to start the week, if it's like a week long, I start the week being conservative with my skiing, doing things I know I'll be fine on and doing mm-hmm. things that are not dangerous. Because if I get hurt at the beginning of the week, then I'm just stuck in Wyoming right. without being able to ski. Right. But as you go to the end of the week, I start taking more and more risks, mm-hmm. mostly subconsciously. I, this is not a calculated thing necessarily, <laughs> but it is something I've noticed. Well, this is the last day. I might as well jump off this cliff. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I don't. I don't understand all of the, the names of the logical fallacies, but that's got to be one of them. <laughs> Does it make more sense to do the dangerous things at the beginning of the week, Zach? Yeah, you eat the frog first. No, no. And then you just have a bunch of fun doing the little bunny <laughs> the rest of the week. The funny thing is, I, the, the, I hurt myself plenty of times over the week. Mm-hmm. But none that would affect my skiing, nor affect my long-term ability to function right for example i fell once in the beginning of the week and got sort of a whiplash kind of thing and it was irritating but it was mild so it wasn't a big deal Mm -hmm. another time i actually did jump off a cliff landed on my ski pole and it bent at a 90 degree angle i think i sent that picture i believe so which was just kind of cool uh-huh and that that left a pretty good mark actually but a mark in what? Like a bruise. Okay. I didn't know if you meant like I left a cool mark on that mountain or... <laughs> Certainly that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cartoon where they kind of fly into the snow and make a... A sort of shaped hole. Yeah, a sort of shaped hole. But the, the one that was... The one that left a lasting mark on my shoulder that has put me in a sling for a while mm-hmm. happened on a, essentially a bunny hill. Really? Yeah, so uh, halfway through the week, I wanted to help teach some younger skiers how to ski. Is that just a thing that they let you do? Uh, they were friends. Okay. Uh, the, the kids of friends. Gotcha. And I wanted to help do that. And simultaneously, I also wanted to learn to telemark, which is a different type of skiing in which your heel can leave the ski. Okay. And you turn by lunging, like getting your knees at 90 degree angles and leaning. I'm going to have to look up a video of it later, but I think I follow. It may, instead, so instead of pushing the snow and angling your skis and using the friction between the edge of the ski and the snow to turn, uh-huh. your, your skis can go in slightly different directions and make a arcing kind of thing. Okay. So the, your skis line up in a circle shape, semicircle thing. Okay. Ba- basically what it does is it's, it distributes your weight over a larger distance, and you can ski over lighter snow more easily, more quickly, mm-hmm. because your skis won't go under the snow when you try to turn or stop. Right. So it's a useful skill, 
but I'm just learning, so I'm not very good at it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I am a very good, just normal alpine skier. Do you need, like, special equipment to do it? You need special Telemark skis and Telemark boots. Okay. Because typically your boots won't, won't bend in the toe. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you're being mindful of all of these smaller, younger skiers. Yep. Um, and simultaneously learning how to do a new ski thing. Yep, so I'm on a bunny hill helping children ski, and I'm going to blame this completely on another skier who's going far too fast and mm-hmm. out of control. And I was trying to be mindful of all of the other things going on. Mm-hmm. And when they went past me far too fast and cut me off, I had to stop quickly in a way that was not graceful. Okay. <laughs> and much more like I would normally stop than I would stop with telemarks. Okay, so you did the wrong kind of stop. I did the wrong kind of stop, which sent me falling because you're you're not supposed to stop like that. There's a reason you're not supposed to stop like that. it was the wrong kind. But it was so instinctual because he cut me off and I was trying, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't thinking about the guy behind me. I was thinking about the children in front of me. Yeah. So when I stopped quickly, I, and I was on a shallow slope, so I went basically from 90 degrees to zero degrees. On a, on a steep slope, if you fall on a steep slope, you're not falling very far. Right. But if you're falling, you know, on a, on a shallow uh-huh. slope, you're going to fall much farther. Okay. And I landed, again, because I wasn't prepared to fall and all this, I hit my shoulder very, very hard. Mm. So there was some shooting pains, and I was, uh, and I had heard very many horror stories about how skiers fall on their shoulders and then they crack their rotator cuff or something right and then they just can't lift their arm ever again and i was like oh god that's terrifying (laughs) so my adrenaline's going now and so i'm like okay trying to check it out it doesn't hurt very much i think i'm good it hurts a little bit when i squeeze it but i think i'm all right so i stand up and the sky stops next to me a different guy than the guy who cut me off old guy big beard Mm-hmm. big white beard mm-hmm. he was wearing sunglasses and like jeans and a sweatshirt which is not like typical skiing attire okay sunglasses jeans a sweatshirt did he have like a red beanie on nope he i think he was Damn. bald why i don't know there's just a picture in my head of a santa claus like figure with a red beanie on he, it was very santa claus like but he had one ski on <laughs> and the other the other boot that didn't have the ski on it was like a work boot. So like he didn't lose his ski. He intentionally went to the mountain with only one ski. He's just been like ski boarding. Yeah. It's, I've never seen it before. But then he, so he stopped next to me and he's like, hey, are you all right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And he's like, oh, wow, that's, uh, that's good to hear. I've, that was a pretty hard fall. I've seen people take falls like that when it's really foggy, but never on a bluebird day like today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it was kind of just a freak thing. I think I'm all right, though. And he's like, I'm good, glad to hear it. And he skis away. So I go back to scanning my shoulder and the rest of my body, make sure I wasn't hurt. And I look up and he's gone. And the other people I was skiing with, I asked them about it later and they didn't see him. Hmm. So my first thought was, am I concussed? Did I imagine mm. that? I think you met Santa. I think I met Santa. What, did his sweatshirt say anything? I think it was just brown. Okay. 
didn't say I am Santa on it if that's what you're well or like if happy it's holidays a, I don't know if it's at a college name or like no no it's just brown sweatshirt maybe it was maybe it had a logo or something I wasn't sure I think that's a strong argument in favor of him being Santa then that mm. it was generic mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah the elves making for him Santa doesn't have brand affinity yeah as much as coca-cola will try to convince you otherwise so I, I ski the rest of the way down the mountain and noticing more and more as I'm getting farther down that my shoulder really hurts. That's an important part of your body. Yeah, I use it a lot, turns out. Yeah. And my right shoulder, my dominant hand. Uh-huh. And I, so I ski all the way down and the plan was to go up one more time before the day was out. And I had to be like, uh-uh, not going to happen. Yeah, no. I got to take a knee on this one. So I sit down and I start like shaking. Because my body has like noticed, oh, he's starting mm-hmm. to relax. I can probably stop pumping adrenaline because he's safe. We can take down the adrenaline. Yep. And now we're out of energy. So I calm down, get some water. And the more I calm down, the more my shoulder hurts. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who's going to take me to the hospital? <laughs> Ski Santa didn't show back up with nope. a med kit? Nope. Dang. I know. So we go to the hospital and it's a bit of a drive, but it's okay. It was mostly the bumps. The bumps in the road were just like, they were very jarring. And the pressure of the seatbelt was hurting. So I kind of just kind of held the seatbelt yeah. over my shoulder. Yeah. And I get to the hospital and they're like, oh yeah. Okay, cool. You're a skier. We're, we take a lot of skiers here, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So they get me in my robes and it was actually a very fast process. I was in and out in an hour in, a, in an ER. Right. That was very, very good. Mm-hmm. The doctor is not gentle. She kind of just like starts roughly poking my shoulder, <laughs> seeing if I'll flinch. And then she like kind of just grabbed my elbow and started moving it around and seeing what hurt and what didn't. And okay. she was like, okay, you get him an x-ray. So I got an x-ray. Nothing is broken, which is the good thing. Mm-hmm. No bones are broken. She's like, okay, it's probably a muscle thing. And then like kind of left. And then the nurse was like, we just wear the sling for a while. And then we were out of there. Anyway, the moral of the story is stick to the double black diamonds and get off the bunny hill because that's where the real danger is. Also, never try new things. Yes, that as well. Or you might be forced to meet Ski Santa. (laughs) Ski Santa, if you are a Jared, uh, please let us know. Yes, please. Please. I want to know about this guy now. I want to know. I want to know his whole life story. Excuse me, sir, what led you to come to this mountain and ski with one ski on and no, like, protective gear or, like, you seem to not get cold? He was bald? Yeah. Or at least shaved his head. First official, like, whole episode guest of the podcast. Long-form interview with Ski Santa. Ski Santa, please reach out to us if, the, if, you're, if you're around. And if anyone knows Ski Santa, mm-hmm. please, we want to meet him. Yes, please email me at the Guy on Twitter. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk a little bit about after some, like, some uh, non-opioid painkillers, this is not so bad, the shoulder, the pain, is okay. uh, that is. The far more irritating thing is my now limited range of motion in the sling. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying, Zach. It's so annoying. I Like, just typing. I can't put my... Wait, so you're, like, still allowed to move your fingers? It's just you can't move your shoulder? Well, I can move my shoulder. It's just that it hurts if I do it too much. Okay. 
So in an effort to make me stop using my shoulder, I'm in the sling. So I can type in stuff, and I can write. You can type? I can type, but I have to, like, limit my typing because it hurts to move my shoulder. Not that I use my shoulder very much while typing, it's just that putting my arm in the position of typing is a difficult thing. So I've got a great idea. I learned about some things when I was doing my my research for ergonomics. Okay. Um, I think you need to get a split keyboard so that you can put it at an angle where your shoulder just naturally wants to be (laughs) with your shoulder still in the sling, but then your left hand can type on the keyboard normally. Not the worst idea. I just don't have, like, my my hand is by my belt, I guess. Yeah, you've just got to, like, get a little attachment on your chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking I'd, like, get a clip on the back and put it on my belt. like a... Um, oh, that'd be Like good. an old phone holster, but for a yeah. keyboard. Call up Adam Savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, have him do a one-day build. Perfect. Mostly I've just been dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'm also the tallest of my roommates, so when we put things in high places, I'm the one who has to get them down. Right. I've had to limit the weight of the things we put on the top shelf. Ah. Because I can only use one hand now. Right. What else has been annoying? Oh, it's been, like, pretty warm, but not quite warm enough where I can go outside without some sort of jacket. Mm. So I've basically just been, like, putting one shoulder... Yep. Just kind of draped over with the arm mm-hmm. kind of flinging in the wind. I've been thinking a lot recently about getting a cloak. <laughs> and I think you should also consider a cloak. Okay, yes. A cloak is a good idea. It just falls off your shoulder. The the jacket does. Right. That's why I need a cloak. Right. But it's really it's re- just really quite irritating to like know that if I just took my arm out of the s- sling, I could function normally and just need more breaks, but also that could be bad because... You need your shoulder. I need my shoulder. Over. I'm not super happy, but I'm working on it. You can't, can't work on it directly, though. CGP Grey wouldn't like that. What do you mean? I, I'm you can't, confused. You can't point directly towards happy. No, but I can point towards having a shoulder. I, this metaphor doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, I can't... There isn't a thing I can do that would make this better faster just keeping my arm in the sling is making it the better fastest it can go because it's just the most uh, annoying part about bodies they just gotta have time to heal because i just gotta wait for my muscles to heal themselves yeah i if they didn't do it the way they do i think we would have a lot more problems but like man it's annoying so you could get that split keyboard or you could just learn to type entirely with one hand. I've been thinking about getting a chord keyboard or making one myself, which is just the, you type in binary. So like just your thumb is A, your index finger is B, thumb and index finger is C. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Middle finger is D, E, F, G, ring finger is H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O. And then P is your pinky. And then you just type like that. And that was like the original way that you input text into a computer. And then someone was like, wait, no. So you, you could get a solution that works with just one hand. So you don't need to worry about your yeah. other hand. And if I ever break my other hand, then I could just learn it with my right hand in the meantime. Right. There's no problem at all. Uh, another thing that you use only one hand for sometimes is your phone, keyboard. Mm-hmm. 
And I just want to say that I switched keyboards on my phone to Gboard by Google. Mm -hmm. And I don't care about any of the features of Gboard. It has like swipe typing. It has like a in keyboard Google search thing. Yeah. You can search by emoji better than you can with the Apple one. Mm-hmm. I think there's a translate button. Yeah, I think so. The only thing I care about is the the haptic feedback that it gives you. Because really? the, the iOS keyboard, there's no way to turn on a little vibration if you push a key, uh-huh. which I love. Huh. And Google makes a cool keyboard, but like the only thing I care about is this little buzzy thing. <laughs> All right. I actually really don't like the haptic feedback on my keyboard. Hmm. I left it on because it's not awful, but especially if I'm trying to be quiet, the haptic feedback just gets on my nerves. How loud is your phone's vibration? I don't know. Enough that I notice it. Huh. Okay. Not usually, but like if I am somewhere, like if I'm laying in bed at night or in the morning and the other person in the bed is trying to sleep. Hmm. It's not something I thought about. It's probably not a really big problem, but just I notice it. All right. It was kind of helpful to swipe type with the, just the left hand, though, because I, I don't think I'm as fast with my left hand than I am as I am with my right. Yeah. The other solution is just to hold my phone by my belt, which mm. is kind of awkward and looks like you're trying to hide something. But I think it's not. the <laughs> Zach just gave me a face. Because uh, <laughs> well, I was I was typing. Yeah. By my by my belt loop, but I also wanted to make sure that nobody was looking at what I was typing. I gotta make sure. <laughs> this is big big secrets. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to journal here. I can't have people reading. Oh it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I actually was hoping that Google made a skateboard. <laughs> that that's what Gboard was. Um, and I am so scared that now that's gonna be what the April Fool's Day joke is. Um, which reminds me that April Fool's Day is tomorrow as we record this. Oh, you're right. So just get ready for that to Certus and to everyone who isn't Certus. Oof, you've been through it. A fun and innocent prank is to do nothing for April Fool's Day. Mmm, really, really fool him. Yeah. I was trying to remember the last April Fool's prank thing, corporate April Fool's thing that I actually thought was funny. And I think it was, it's, it's a toss-up between the actual physical mailbox from gmail and i think jira at some point was like we're making a fitbit but for developers and it just like counted how many letters you typed with that hand (laughs) uh my favorite i think was oh it was when cards against humanity made their uh their box the the, like starter thing like 25 percent more expensive with no extra features was that April Fool's or Black Friday? Oh, maybe that was Black Friday. Shoot. Never mind. I, I don't think I've ever liked them then. Okay. Uh, and I never thought they were funny. And Zach never thought I was funny. What? 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 The Dubai Friday meme, I never thought they were funny, is like a thing people say when someone gets canceled. Oh, okay. That's, that must be an after show thing. Mm, I don't think so. It's kind of a running joke. Whenever, so like on Twitter... People say like, oh, I never thought they were funny when mm-hmm. someone gets canceled. And, um, but like you did, everyone did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm referencing that. So is the joke that you're canceled? No, the joke is that. Right, but like the joke is you just told it where you said that I never thought you were funny. Was the I, joke I never of, thought that April Fool's was funny. 
because right. it is now because now everyone has woken up and saying and said like hey maybe that's not like actually what anyone wants right or corporations to be doing okay yeah so uh, i'm so confused did you genuinely not enjoy april fools when you were like 16 no i, I, I the, the joke is that i did and now i'm okay. saying that i don't gotcha and i okay. said that i never did as if i was a fool on twitter you got woke about april fools yes and so now you retroactively think that all of april fools has always been unfunny yes gotcha i think i'm following along we're at a yes yes you mentioned the physical mailbox by gmail Mm-hmm. which would be part of a great smart home right yeah that'd be like the outside part of the smart home Mm-hmm. what else would you put in your smart home if you had such an opportunity i don't know that's why it's a it's a question mark in the document is because i don't know what the answer to that question is i see um i want you know things about security remember zach the s in iot stands for security (laughs) there's an s at the end of things yeah one of my housemates is researching the security of self-driving cars uh, and that sounds like it's a bad time all around agreed it's all real bad on on a related note um the new there's a new law in the eu that all cars made after 2022 or something like that are going to have speed limiters on them so the car is going to be able to recognize speed signs and then the car can't go above the speed of the road, the posted speed limit of the road. Why are you making that face? Uh, libertarian values, I think. You're using a public road. Yeah. If you're using a public road and there are presumably other people on it, you are responsible for the safety of the other people on the road just as much as yourself. Yes. So it makes sense that your car can't do a thing that puts those other people's lives at risk. If you want to go, go real fast and make left turns... Uh, and somewhere that doesn't have a posted speed limit, be my guest. So here's my here's my 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 rebuttal to that is that not all cars will have this speed limiting feature. Correct. Which would will make the speed the the safe speed to go different from the speed limit, because people go five over consistently. Mm-hmm. So the safe speed to go is the speed that everyone else is going. Right. So by making you're the car unable to go faster than the speed limit it is more dangerous than not okay i hear you i don't have a great rebuttal to that because i i think it's a good thing to do i don't think there's any reason that cars should be able to go over the posted speed limit also like maybe it'll be better in 2022 but like we're really bad at recognizing speed limit signs oh yeah so anyway my plan was to go out in the middle of a highway or not the middle of a highway but the edge of a highway in the eu and put up like 25 mile per hour (laughs) signs or kilometer per hour whatever this is see this is why it's a terrible idea more more and more reasons i i don't think it's an actual concern it is a concern because someone could totally do that it's not that hard to make a speed limit sign you need black paint on a white you also need red paint in the eu fair yeah (laughs) it's at least one more complex component you need to get in there yeah and presumably as they update the system nationwide there will be like some some form of communication between the speed limit sign and the car it won't just be the visual which will be harder to interrupt 
No, it's not true, because then I can go up next to your car in my car and tell your car that the, the speed limit is 25 miles per hour. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know what the security of it is. There is none, like always. Uh, presumably, yeah. How did we get here? Oh, yeah, I want my house to communicate with the internet. Don't do um. that. <laughs> the internet is evil. Correct. And if your car is connected to the internet, you can be hacked. Yes. But I don't have a car, and my bike isn't connected to the internet, so I'm fine. It's just a matter of time before the EU is putting speed limiters in your bike. I think the speed limiter of my bicycle is my calves. <laughs> For now. If I have an e-bike, sure. You can have a maximum speed on an e-bike. I think that's reasonable to do. But until I have an e-bike, I'm not going to push myself over 25 miles an hour. My legs don't do that. What's your point? I want to put the internet in my house. Don't. <laughs> so where should I start? <sighs> okay, so get something, get a switch or something that can connect to the internet, take it apart, reinstall a custom firmware that actually has a decent amount of security. Okay. That is the only way I'm allowing something that connects to the internet in my house is if it's all my software. Okay. If only if you hand code and hand compile. Yeah, because this is like just like there was a internet connected vibrator that was sending usage data back to the server, not anonymized in any way. That was the story a while back. Like, do we really is this really a thing that we need to be connected to the internet? This light switch is 2 feet away from me. And it introduces a security vulnerability, not just to my light bulbs, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, a dude can turn on my lights from Malaysia. It's that they can enter into your network via the switch, via the light bulbs. Because you've got to open up a port to get, to get your phone to connect to it from somewhere else. And, and then it can connect through your network through something that might actually be important. Yep. Especially when maybe something like... Uh, an internet-connected space heater that uh, I have heard you say you wanted. No, you've talked me out of that one. You've talked me out of that one. That one's definitely a bad idea, and it was mostly a joke to start with. But now it's just a bad idea. But it might not feel like that to someone else, right? Right. But if your internet-connected space heater says, okay, well, if it's on the network, it's probably safe. Like, even if it has good security to the outside world, but not to, like, your local network... That's a, a huge issue if you have a bunch of things that aren't, don't have good security to your... It's always the weakest link. Mm -hmm. So my advice is, don't. And if you're going to, really, really think hard about, do I know enough about internet security to keep myself safe in this environment? What about, like, uh, I would have to run this past the other people who live in the room, but what about, like, a, a Google Home speaker thing? I don't know. I don't know if there's any, I mean, I would trust Google more than some like rando IoT company, mm -hmm. but like you're still trusting someone and you're still trusting Google to not spy on you. <laughs> oh, uh... same with, same with Amazon. They're like, oh, and Facebook with the portal. There was an open source smart speaker a while ago. Just because it's open source doesn't mean it's safe, but yeah, it's better. you're right. But at least then I'm not trusting Google. I'm trusting other people. Tech companies are super incentivized to harvest you. And I know I'm a hypocrite. You don't have to tell me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got 
hey siri on my watch phone yep hey siri thanks phone <laughs> i got all the stuff that's constantly listening to me but like yeah i i follow um we can get to that in a minute uh because before we we start analyzing um fundamental struggles between between the different aspects and the different things that we want i would like to tell you that facebook had stored data on people's menstrual cycles that they just bought from other companies that had derived that sort of thing um, from internet usage data and presumably just from like menstrual tracking apps. So just read every word in the EULA forever and also never trust Facebook because they stored all of everyone's passwords, not everyone's. Um, what was it? A certain millions, subsection. Millions yeah. of passwords in plain text. Everything is so bad. The, the NPR article that I read said, Facebook insists privacy is its top priority. They say, uh, well, Facebook is clearly a profit-driven company with hounding investors um, and incentives to steal as much of your data as they can. So now, now we can talk about uh, the, the inevitable struggle between Certus's system of trust no one and my system of I like to, to use things sometimes yeah i like to use things too and that's the that's the reason i have my hey dingus turned on and i allow the other people who live in my house to have hey dingus turned on because like it's useful and a good thing but like boy does it seem exploitative Mm -hmm. or it has the potential to be how close do you think you are from becoming richard stallman and like only ever using free software I mean like open software, not necessarily free. Free as in free beer. No, wait, not free as in free beer. The other one. Free as in freedom, not free as in free beer. Free as in a lot of people have a chance to, to, to look at it and it's not wholly owned by any, anyone working towards any motive besides making this particular product the best that it can be. Right. So like uh, I sync my OmniFocus through OmniFocus's servers. And they tell me it's encrypted, but I have really no way to verify that. Unless I'm going to do a lot of digging. Wireshark. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But, like, I'm not a network expert. I don't know what an encrypted packet would look like if it hit me in the face. <laughs> just imagining that. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. Like, or, or just from U- UPS, just throwing an <laughs> encrypted packet at you. Man. They so, could put it in your smart mailbox. Yeah. So I guess my point is that, like, I am trusting OmniFocus. I am trusting... I mean, you're trusting, like, the U.S. Postal Service. Yep. Uh, it's all about, like, motivation and incentives, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. it's just some sort of cost-benefit analysis. I, I think that... I'm not very close, is the answer to your question. I'm not very close to being Richard Stallman, because I do use a lot of software and hardware made by people i don't know and people i don't necessarily trust but it's more useful than it is dangerous and like it would suck if my omnifocus got hacked or if someone was reading it but not that much it would mostly feel creepy and not actually be a big deal because i'm not storing like credit card numbers or social security numbers on my Mm -hmm. omnifocus right or like lastpass i use lastpass and i like Really trust LastPass because, like, there's a lot of really valuable information in my LastPass. Mm-hmm. So can we expect, once you've got your chill slash excited BuzzFeed type quiz up on your site, that you'll have a 
like how does this how does this thing shake out? What are the costs and the benefits? What's the risk reward analysis of this thing I want to use that I can go on to certistone.com and probably not because there are just so many things and there are so many a lot of like the reason I trust OmniFocus say is that they don't mm-hmm. make a product that would benefit from having my data. Right. Nor would it make sense financially to them to risk selling my data behind my back. So it, it, it's definitely like an incentive structure kind of thing? That, that's how I look at it. The best motivator I can think of for someone who works at OmniFocus to be reading my data, to be reading my database file or whatever, is that they were curious about what Certus does in his free time. Mm-hmm. They're a listener and they yeah. want to see what's up next. Jared's in there just kind of looking through and figuring out what the next worrying bugs topics are so they can work on the betting pool. I think that's definitely insider trading. <laughs> so no, I'm not going to make anything like that because it would just be way too much to think about. Can, can I maybe encourage you to, to do a blog post or something, codifying a little bit more how you think about that if it is just solely that incentive structure or if there's more aspects to it? I mean, it's basically just that, right? It's not what else am I going to say about it? All right. Well, let's talk about Amazon, right? You got the lady in the tube, mm-hmm. got, got, uh, got your Echo. So why is there not an Echo in my apartment? It's not because I am scared of Amazon using my data to give me better shopping recommendations. Right. And Amazon's not going to sell that data because it's more useful to them for marketing than it is for someone else to have. Because it's Amazon and they're huge. It's much more about their incentive to secure it. Amazon's incentive to secure it is purely to negate the risk of being found that they didn't secure it. And even then, no one but like ZDNet is going to report on it. Yeah, because it's just not that interesting of a story to say, oh, well, this one Alexa got hacked and was used as a microphone full time to spy on this person. Mm-hmm. But so why so why do I leave Hey Dingus on on my iPhone and, and my Apple Watch? Right. Uh, the answer to that is because uh, Apple in every presentation they give, they're always like privacy, privacy, privacy encrypt this encrypt that because we are mm-hmm. the privacy focused company and it would hurt the reputation a lot to be discovered that you could just access hey dingus from anywhere in the world or get my phone's microphone i don't know if i agree with that apple is more incentivized to secure my iphone than amazon is to secure their echoes why because everyone knows that amazon is creepy and a- Apple is actively saying that they are not creepy. Okay, so it it would be a bigger news story if Apple was being creepy because they've built up the narrative of them not being creepy. Yes, it's more interesting to someone to say Apple, the company that is flaunting how privacy-focused they are, is very much not privacy-focused. I'm s- still fairly certain the pool of people who would care about that is relatively low that's what we're learning apparently via the facebook (laughs) hacks and such not even hacks they are just they're just saying it they're just saying hey hey listen look we got all these millions of plain text passwords we got uh this thing that watches you while you sleep anyway the calculus in my head says that apple apple's hey dingus is the usefulness outweighs the danger Mm-hmm. And that is not true for Amazon and Facebook. And I'm kind of out on Google. I don't particularly want their product. So the usage, the usefulness is down very low. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but like, what if I wanted a Philips Hue mm-hmm. light? No. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Haromi Hanso's watering a flower is like waking up at 3 a.m. because you are hungry. So you head to the kitchen and find out a giant insect is already sticking some marmalade between two slices of bread. The insect offers the sandwich to you as a sign of respect. You take a bite out of it and start crying tears of joy. It's a beautiful sandwich, and the winter is coming to an end. This has been a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. I'm not familiar with this work. Yeah, me either. I wasn't until somebody twoted it, actually. They twoted it? And so I... They twoted it. They tooted. Uh, and so I went and I found it, and that's a very accurate description. You can hear, like, it's a rip from a cassette, so you can still hear some of that cassette crackle just of an old cassette um, that it's been around for a while but it's very calming it's very pleasing so there's just some something to calm you down now that you know that facebook is probably storing the exact cycle of your period in plain text this is by the way this is someone else's comment on the youtube video of this audio Ah, yes this is not my analysis this is someone else's do you eat breakfast sec yes every day unless i sleep through breakfast time what do you eat um i have if i don't think about a food existing i don't remember that i can make it does that make sense yes i know that makes total sense okay so like two or three weeks ago i just had a whole week where i got a loaf of bread and i just made egg in a hole right or toad toad in a hole what's the i don't know what it's called you cut a hole in the bread and then you put an egg in the hole in the bread and then you cook it all together. And then I would like put Frank's hot sauce on it. And it was it was good. But then I just ran out of bread. So I just forgot that that, that food existed. And I've been making bagels. And I put, put bagel and some peanut butter. And that's a whole, whole healthy breakfast right there, right? I mean, it, it could be worse. And so that's what I've been having the last week or so. Um, when I was on the trip, I ate just whatever hotel food there was, which was like fake eggs and hotel waffles, which are a gift from the gods, <laughs> and fruit sometimes. Bacon. I think it was supposed to be bacon, at least. <laughs> and that's recently what I've been eating for breakfast. If you go to zacksharp.me slash recipes, you can see um, some some little baked oatmeal bars that I used to make for breakfast, but I again I like forgot that it was an option of thing that I could make, and so I haven't mm. made it, so I haven't had it to have for breakfast. All right, I was just curious because I, I thought to myself this morning, Zach either eats breakfast without fail or never eats breakfast at all. Mm-hmm. The only time that I skip breakfast is if I sleep until eleven or so. I see, and then. You just have lunch or yeah. is it like a, oh, you got to get to class. No, no, just have lunch It's or brunch or. Okay. On, on school days, I've been very good at getting up in time to get up, have a nice luxurious breakfast, do a little bit of homework and then get to class. Hmm. Interesting. I've noticed that I have had an easier time waking up this year than I did last year. I don't know what that's because of. Is it because you've had an easier time getting to sleep? I'm not going to discount that. I don't know if it's true because I don't have enough data. I've been sleep tracking, but my I switched apps because mm. this one tells me significantly more. Which one is it? I got to know. It's uh, Auto Sleep. It's a Merlin Mann recommendation. 
Gotcha. It's real nice. It tells me a lot of information, but I don't have all that information from last year. So I can't mm-hmm. say like, okay, yeah, I definitely, my, my heart rate dip is huge this year. Okay. Yeah. But like, can you intuit, do you feel like you've gone to bed on time more times this year than last year? No. Hmm. The only thing I can say for sure is that on school days, when my alarm goes off, I am either just like chomping at the bit to get ready to to take on the day, mm-hmm. or I'm like, eh, okay, I guess like doing something is better than being in bed. I am constantly the latter one. Hmm. I'm just not a morning person. Yeah. So I I don't think I am either. But something changed this year, or. Because, like, last year, I was just like, gah, I don't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. It's so much better in here than it is out there. Yeah, I definitely had that problem here, too, because we don't have, like, a central heating. So it's just a little electric heater. It's not even a comfort wanted- thing. It's a, a state of mind, just kind of like, mm. staying in this bed would make me happier, is the thought. Mm-hmm. Which Is your phone charging in a place you can reach it from your bed no was it last year yes Hmm. because that's been a really big difference that i've noticed for me interesting that's a actually a big part of the reason that i got the the wrist dingus that i got is so that my phone could still tell me how i was sleeping while not being anywhere near me interesting okay so ooh. okay the scientist in me says to put my phone by my bed so that i can experiment and see if that's the the at least one of the causes. Mm-hmm. But the actual human being inside me says, no, Sirtis, if you do that, you might have, have a tough time getting out of, out of bed, and you didn't like that last year. <laughs> Perhaps your hypothesis will be confirmed, and that would be bad. <laughs> do you have, like, a week coming up where there's not as much due? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach, that's hilarious. No. <laughs> <laughs> is the answer so yeah that's my state of the morning i get out of get out of bed go take a shower uh grab some coffee and then don't eat breakfast and go to go to school mm-hmm. in fact i don't know what's going on with me something is screwy in my diet because i don't get hungry until like 6 p.m mm. so i don't typically eat lunch and if i do it's like water and half a granola bar and it was unusual for you to be shaky uh you mean over spring break when i yeah when you had the skating incident that that shakiness was unusual you aren't just constantly shaky (laughs) no i i am i feel healthy okay because usually if i forget breakfast or especially if i have a really light lunch like a couple weeks ago i had a salad for lunch Mm -hmm. but like there was no protein so the day after that i i added egg hard-boiled egg into that salad because that day i was shaky by like 4 p.m yeah i I don't get that kind of thing the thing is though if i'm not at school if i'm not keeping myself occupied like on a weekend like yesterday Mm -hmm. when i was doing my six hours of homework right i was eating i was snacking constantly because i was getting hungry Mm mm-hmm so like and i end my dinner meal on the weekdays does you eat as much in one meal as you would in a day yeah which is i'm realizing now sounds like oh that sounds really unhealthy but like i feel okay okay i don't know enough about bodies to combat that so 
Just like eat an orange or something, you'll be fine. I don't know. I think if I start eating breakfast, I'm going to start being hungry at lunch, and then I'm going to... Where does it end, Zach? Mm. Where does it end? I think then technically dinner is breakfast, because that's when you break the fast. I don't know. I think coffee counts as breaking the fast. Probably, yeah. Well, then that's your breakfast. Yeah, I guess coffee. if coffee counts as breakfast, that's breakfast. You're one-eighth of that Fiverr ad. There's a Fiverr ad, and it's like, if you eat coffee for breakfast... If you, you follow up your follow-up with a follow-up. If you, I don't know, whatever, whatever, all sorts of weird things, then it's like, then you're a doer. Here at Fiverr, we're hiring doers. Except they aren't hiring anyone, it's just all freelance. So anyway, you might be a doer. I might be a doer. That's what I'm saying. It's exciting. So speaking of doing six hours of homework and eating, I need to go. <laughs> if you want to tell me how bad... Eating 2,000 calories in one meal is... Or if you have a way to sideload Siri shortcuts onto an Android phone so I can finally use Toggle without having to build my own app, you can tweet at me. My email is... (laughs) 